Hey guys, Post Edit Mason here with a quick note about today's episode. I didn't realize this until after I had started the editing process, but some of the voice levels are a little out of whack. Derek is a bit soft at times, while other staff members are a bit loud at times. Due to limitations at the time of this recording and how we actually recorded it, I wasn't able to adjust each individual voice, so apologies for the inconsistency. We have since refined our recording process, and moving forward, this shouldn't be an issue. We are super excited that you've chosen to take this journey with us, and can't wait for you to hear all that we've been working on. So, with all that being said, let's get to the episode. Welcome to the table. know that Brentwood UMC has our own app. Just go to the app store, search Brentwood United Methodist Church. You'll see our cross logo and download that. You can find all the different things happening in the life of our church, links to the latest worship, sermons, ways to serve. You can also give there to our joy buckets. Um, Just go to the bottom with a little heart, go to give and choose student ministry and you can give your offering there. Alrighty, uh, so our appetizer this week, I was listening to, I don't know if I was listening to another podcast or I, it might have been a podcast actually, uh, it was these people and they were talking about this thing called the Proust questionnaire, or the Proust questionnaire, uh-huh. uh, and what that is, it's, um, it was a game that was popularized by um, a French essayist and novelist uh, named Marcel Proust. Again, Proust, Proust, P-R-O-U-S-T. Anyway, he believed that uh, if you answer these questions, you will reveal your true nature. Oh. Terrified. Uh, and what it is, dying it's, to just, find that out. it's 35 questions, uh, yeah. ranging from super deep questions of like, what, I'm is, nervous. what are the things that you least like about yourself to mm-hmm. more like, kind of surface level things. We, for the sake of time, are not going to answer all 35. I was about, yeah, about to say, this is going to be <laughs> but, four hours uh, later. Hoops uh, yeah. has pulled out uh, some that are a little bit, mm-hmm. I guess, more fun yeah. than others. Um, but I would encourage anyone just to look through these questions because they are very interesting. Spell the word. The so it is P words are hard. R O U S T yep. questionnaire. The Proust questionnaire. So at the end of this, are you going to tell us our true nature? Uh, well, no. It's not. Oh. It's not necessarily like if you answer this. It's not like you answer these questions and you figure out what Disney princess it's you like, are. It's, it's not yeah. a BuzzFeed quiz. It's, yeah, it's not a BuzzFeed quiz. It's right. literally just a thing. It's just thirty-five questions to ponder. And to answer Ooh. for yourself. Okay. So right, while y'all pondering. figure out your true natures, I'm going to go to the bathroom. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. well, no, you have to answer these questions, too. Uh, why do I want everyone to know my true nature? This yeah. seems really terrifying. Oh, we know your true no, nature. No, no. I picked out, some, I picked out good questions. Yeah, y'all oh, okay. are getting hung up on the true nature thing. This is literally <laughs> just what Vanity Fair had wrote up about it. I don't know. Vanity, Vanity Fair. Fair. Yeah, I Vanity learned Fair. something about Mason's true Mason. nature just now. But he reads Vanity Fair. <laughs> no, listen. I. Oh, my They're God. They're good questions. Well, we'll just get started. Come yeah, on. Go ahead. All right. What is your most treasured possession? Oh. What do you treasure the most? It's a tricky question. That is tricky. Are we saying these out loud? Yeah. <laughs> and oh. I, I think. Oh, it's one of those. <laughs> okay. No, they're going to listen to us thinking. <laughs> <laughs> um, Derek, is yours like a wood saw? Possibly. <laughs> I, 
I think I my which, most treasured possession, since I've gotten to think about it, is my grandmother's Bible. That since she's yeah. gone, having yeah. that and seeing her notes. I was going to say, is it like written. underlined? And and it's just so special. That's yeah. really special. Yeah, I was going to say, like, um, so we have like a box of like family recipes, aka mm. what my grandmother has like clipped out of newspapers or magazines or yeah. like, and so there's different handwriting. And so you can tell like my, like, my great grandmother, my grandmother, my mom, and like you can tell who like wrote yeah. the recipes mm-hmm. to put it in the box. That's sweet. Yeah. That's special. That's a good one. Yeah. I have something coming kind of similar. The uh, last Christmas that we had with mom, Car- uh, mom gifted Carlisle um, like all the baking supplies mm-hmm. she'd need. Oh, you've to told make, us this story. Yeah, yeah. To make my like the Favorite. birthday cake she always made for oh. me on my birthday and like hand wrote the. Um, that's awesome. The recipe for it and stuff. That is and so, so that's so like sweet. thinking about like what would you grab in a burning building type stuff. That, totally. that would be one thing that I grab probably. Oh, yeah. Derek or Lee? Man. Derek said it was a saw. Yeah, which saw is it? <laughs> it's not a saw, is it? For real. <laughs> okay, no, no, shame. no shame. No shame, sorry. <laughs> Derek has a very large grin on his face right now. <laughs> Okay. I don't, honestly, I don't know. Um, I don't know. Like my, our stuff related to our adoption, like gifts from birth mothers and stuff, like attachment stuff from my kids, my rings, like from Herschel, like Mm -hmm. notes from Herschel. I have some of my grandmother's dishes. Yes. That are really, like I begged for them. And then when she passed, like the family gave them to me. So maybe that, I don't know. That's a good thing. Yeah. And Derek's is... Um, I mean, I think a lot of my stuff, like from parents, grandparents is still like at home. So I don't like actually have it here with me. Um, but I do, I mean, one of mine is a tool, but it's like, I remember like my grandfather that like had given me this saw when I was a kid. And that's Aww. like, if I was to pinpoint like a moment when it like piqued my interest, like it was when that. Oh, that's fast. That's really that cool. That's good. Given to me, so yeah. I don't use it, but it's. You should like, like frame it in your workshop or something. Yeah, yeah. that's See, good. it's okay yeah. to say a saw. It's okay. Yeah, that's okay. Yeah. That's awesome. Mason, did you say yours? No, I mean, I I don't really have one. I mean, I would say, it's it's, it's cliche, but I guess my guitar. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, well, that's do you important. Have multiple, don't you have multiple? No, it's the only one. Just one. You just have one guitar. I have one guitar. Interesting. Hmm. Yeah, I I guess, I I mean it's. It's super shallow, but I just that that's the that's the first guitar. I mean, the other guitar that I had, the first like nice guitar, was like a, a high school graduation present or whatever. And so the one I have now, like, I worked a lot of like overnight shifts at Amazon to like pay for it. Yeah. And, you oh know, yeah. Just, so that's just a like, guitar. Yeah, just like really. There's some investment in it. Yeah, so. yeah. So yeah. out of everything that I own personally, that's that's about it. Yeah. Like that. All right. When and where were you the happiest? Mm. Yes. These are good it's questions. It's been like seven months. <laughs> <laughs> it feels like years. When and where were you the happiest? I think the day that Henry was born. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Kids for sure. I would definitely say that our wedding day was real, like a really happy day and finally mm. like becoming one after so many years. But I feel like I have a lot of happy days. Yeah, you're just a happy. <laughs> you're just perpetually happy. Just a happy, happy girl. <laughs> yeah, I think Every mine. Every day is the happy. <laughs> mine probably was oh, Derek, like kids, just. Yeah, yeah. I, that's when I'm most myself. I think when I'm with my my 
core people. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think I was certainly like, I feel like you got to say like, if you don't say kids now, yeah, like yeah. Dave, Dave Bradley was born, <laughs> but like, I, I'm going to veer from that and say, just because this, like, I think I was so anxious that day. Yeah. Like yeah. too, like that, like, I think a lot about the joy on that day, but I like, I tending to be like sometimes someone that trends towards anxiety. Like I was very anxious throughout sure. most of that day. Cause well, I was just like worried sense. about Carlisle, worried about the kid coming, all those kind of things. So it's like, I remember the joyful moments, but like, I'm going to think about that. Like there was a trip that Carlisle and I went on. Um, I think we were just engaged or maybe even right before we got engaged that we went out and we met my mom and some family out at my grandmother's lake house in Georgia. And I just remember like Carlisle and I driving like, and this was, I think like right when we had pretty much had the conversation in our relationship that it's like, we're going to get married. Like we knew that that was where it was. And we were driving through these windy roads out to one of my favorite places on the planet. And it was like, we're going to have this whole week of just like, hanging out and being together and being with people we loved and relaxing. And I was just like, I just remember being like, I think I actually said to her, like, what's the best country song ever? Like, let's put that on and just have it on on repeat (laughs) to be like, yeah. And just be like, ah, this is great. Yeah. That's awesome. That's a good one. Mason, you look so happy back there. Oh, I was just laughing. I was just laughing and smiling. I think you made Mason yeah. happy with your story. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Believe right me. Right now is the most happy. <laughs> so, so, specifically, wow. so, specifically, Hoops, what was the, it's it's when and where were you the most happy? Yeah. When and where was your happiest Ugh, like, man. moment? Man, yeah, I was, when and where was I the most happiest? I mean, the, the thing that springs to mind, it's not like a specific date, which I guess is kind of cheating on this question, but I think, I think a lot of like, I mean, holidays with family. Yeah. You know? Oh, yeah, like, for sure. Christmas is my jam. I think, I think there, so there was a stretch. Yeah, I'd say this. There was a stretch growing up um, where, so for Christmas, we would always go to Austin, to my uncle's house. And so, like, me and, and my, obviously my family, but then the, my other cousins would come too. So it was just like, we would all converge in my uncle's house, whatever. It's so fun. And there was a, there was like a stretch of like a few years where every time we would go there, me and my cousins would just spend hours and hours playing Mario Kart. Yes. And and just like getting so into Mario Kart. (laughs) Yeah. And I think, I think if, if I had to pick like a, a span again, I guess it's sort of cheating because it spans several years or whatever. I'd say it's, it'd be that stretch of, and, well, I don't want to just keep reminiscing about Christmases, but like, <laughs> do y'all do y'all have like theme Christmases? Like, do y'all remember looking back and like this was the this Christmas or this is the this Christmas? The year that mom gave us all clap lights, or the year yeah, like, yeah so like <laughs> the year it clap snowed, or yeah. the year like we forgot yeah. about the, the yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah definitely. Yeah, I don't know about like lights. themes is like. <laughs> well, it's, well, same yeah, same thing. Like, like one year my, <laughs> one year my grandma, I guess she tried to give everybody socks, right? <laughs> like a pair of socks, but instead. She mis uh, she miswrapped everything and she gave them all to my brother instead. So my brother, all he got essentially were just like socks. So <laughs> like kept unwrapping them. He kept unwrapping socks and he like, oh, he's like, yay, another pair. <laughs> not his happiest. Movie, yeah, probably. that's awesome. Yeah. It, it was fixed. He got more stuff. But anyway, I digress. The I'll, I'll okay. I think I think some of my happiest memories and I can't. So um, after mom passed away, we like cleared the house, all those sorts of things. And I have all the pictures now and I'm digitizing them slowly but surely. Um, and so I get to see all of our like beach pictures from the past years. And like our families, 
kind of active. Um, and so we build a sandcastle each year. And so I've gotten to see the progression of like everyone working on the sandcastle and like mm. building this thing. And so um, you can talk to like my brothers and like every time we go to the beach, like we have to build some sort of sandcastle. Aww. Kate, I bet your sandcastles have like running water and like, oh, yeah, yeah. made servants have, like, inside. And Rapunzel's at the top. We've, yeah. done, like, we've done like a, um, <laughs> a dragon coming in and out of like the sand. Oh, I believe it. Of course you have. <laughs> I believe it. Um, Dragons breathing yeah. fire. And I mean, yeah. also like Thomas is like, was like an architecture major for four years yeah and so like he's like oh yeah yeah you have you to do, have like, like electricity layer. you have to like pile the sand in the middle and then like totally. cover in water and like oh gosh i just lay in the sand totally <laughs> so much fun i just lay in the sand <laughs> i just lie there and i was the I kid that got bored. frustrated and ended up kicking over the sand castle i would like i'd make like one thing and be like okay that's my that's it but then you have like the grandmother and like people who just want to go walk on the beach and you're like hey collect like seashells for us and so they like they're doing the things they love and they can collect seashells to come and decorate it yeah um the guys who really want to like you know use the shovel move sand like that kind of stuff what about the family member that just wants to sit at the pool (laughs) pictures okay i was more the kid that was just digging a hole you know Oh, I'm just going to dig a hole. <laughs> Look, it fills up with water, you know? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Oh, it's funny how that works. Jones. All right, what's the next question? Next question. Is okay, everyone yeah. answered? Yeah. Um, this next question is, what is your motto for life? YOLO. <laughs> what did he say? YOLO. YOLO. No, I'm just kidding. That was a joke. Mine is, um, believe the best in other people, mm-hmm. but I rarely follow that but that is my motto for life i have it painted on my like we have it hanging on our wall in our house i mean say a bible verse oh dang it oh i was gonna say (laughs) second to a bible verse i can always remember my dad saying be cool so like if you're really frustrated really mad or like you're really like going nutso like hey be cool like yeah even keel that's cool you know think logically about how to do whatever you're about to do no never be cool said that she was never. I can only think of something that's like my, yeah, my John one, the like darkness shall not overcome. Well, that's lame, pastor. Oh my gosh! <laughs> I know. I'm sorry for being the pastor. Hey, what, what, like, what? What is the? What's Janie B gonna remember you saying? You cannot wear that out of the house. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I would say, then, Carlisle always like. She laughed at me because, like, I try to be a very calming presence, I feel like. <laughs> but I remember doing this. Hurley would, so I say this to Janie B now because I said it to Hurley when he was a little puppy. And he would get really. <laughs> First kid problem. He would, he would get really, like, like, during bedtime, like, he would get all amped up and, like, run, try to run around the room. And so I would sit on the floor with him and, like, pet him and, like, try to get him to calm down to go to sleep. And so I would just repeat to him, it's okay. Like, it's, it's okay. okay. yeah. Like, mm. it's okay. Calm down. It's okay. And I say that to J- Janie B. So, like, that'll probably be something that she remembers that I say. It's like, it's okay. It's all right. It's okay. That's a good one, though. Okay. That's probably lame. Mm-hmm. No. That's I have the lamest answer to this one. No, 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 no. Does anyone want to compete with me for something lamer? Derek. Oh, thanks. <laughs> um, I think I've kind of applied, and this is more like to, like, my, like, like my woodworking stuff, but it's whatever it takes. Mm. And I guess mm. I can kind of apply like to ministry stuff too, but just you know, if you got a a goal or something to a task or whatever, it's like you you know you're gonna do whatever it takes to 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 achieve it. Yeah. Hoops, did you say yours? No, I was trying to think. I think oh. <laughs> um, my mom always said this, so I always say this: like 
um, make a decision and stick with it and see how you feel. And so mm. that's kind of something we, I try and do like, say. think about it, see how you feel. If you don't, it doesn't feel right, then maybe it's not. So, <laughs> mm-hmm. all right. Mm. Last one. What talent would you like to have the most? Musical. Either like an amazing singer, an amazing guitar player, like something musical. Yeah. Like a Carrie Underwood oh, voice. Yeah. <laughs> I think mine would be, well, I guess this. I don't, I don't know. Is this a talent? I would love to be like bilingual or have multiple understanding of different languages. I think you can be gifted in languages. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like that it has to be a talent. I think there's a natural talent. Yeah, yeah. something, yeah. Um, and be able to communicate yeah. with others. I just wish I was good with my hands. <laughs> what does that mean? Yeah. Like, like I could, like I'm, like, like could build things, like I could do, like, like not Derek. necessarily like to Derek's level, but like I can like, I mean I can hammer something, but like I can't hammer something and make it into something. Right. Yeah. Like, hmm. like I'm not, I don't have that, I don't have that mindset. Like that mm-hmm. force, like to make it come together. You yeah. know, yeah. Like you, you see a bookshelf and you, th- you can piece it all together. Like I'm like, oh, that's all just wood. I don't know. Yeah. Right. What would yours be, Lee? I don't know. Um. I almost wanted to say for you, like, something art, like, being, like, a really, but you're, like, because you do the DIY. I think to that end, like, I wish I had, like, math. I wish, like, numbers made Mm. better sense to me because I feel like I I do have the gift to, like, be constructive. Like, I can see a bookcase and go, oh, I could do that, but I can't make the numbers and the angles and all that stuff make sense. So Mm -hmm. I have the, like, I think I can do the work. Yeah. Or like see the work, but I can't make it happen. So, and I also think like just in like the business acumen, like financial stuff, like that's just not my, yeah, making numbers make sense. So I think that would be mine. Yeah. I also have weird fingers and I wish I could play an <laughs> instrument, but I've given that up. Yeah. Next time it. you see Lee in person, ask we to all see your thumbs. Yeah. 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 I'm not just saying that for so yeah, that is our appetizer for this week. Make sure, well, not make sure, but if you want to go and, and check out all those questions, I guess make sure to do that. Um, yeah. Again, that's the Proust questionnaire, P-R-O-U-S-T. Um, all right. Hey, y'all. I have absolutely loved hanging out on the front lawn with all of our high schoolers on Wednesday nights at 6. But if you're in middle school, don't forget to hop on to Zoom at 7 p.m. with Hannah and Derek. Zoom link is in our weekly newsletter. So in our continuation of our series on spiritual disciplines, we have now covered um, the inward disciplines mostly. So study. Did we ever officially talk about meditation or did we just sort of? Okay. Not yet. Okay. Um, some of the other inward disciplines like prayer. Uh, we're, today we're going to talk about one that um, it's like the it's like the no no of of it's like the taboo. What is the word I'm looking for? The okay. not so talked about. The not so talked about topic. Kind of like revelation. Fasting. <laughs> it's like tongues. Like we just don't mention it. Uh, speaking in tongues. That is not just actual tongues. Um, Cow tongues. Gross. <laughs> But yeah, so today we're going to continue our series on uh, spiritual disciplines by talking about 
the spiritual discipline of fasting. Um, and this is an area I want to say disclaimer, you guys like speak up, but this is an area of extreme growth for me and an area not of total comfortability as far as um, not something I have regularly practiced in my spiritual life, not as much as I would have liked to, oftentimes um, prompted by the season of Lent, which we all know about. Mm-hmm. Um, if you are Methodist and listening to this, maybe you're even Catholic or um, you might have heard of Lent, but it's our traditional season in the spring um, between um, before Easter where we fast and we sort of make room and we have a time of remembrance. And so, Adam, if you want to speak to more of that, but that is more where my, anyone can speak to that, but that's more where my idea of fasting has centered. Um, and I haven't been so good about practicing it um, in other seasons of life. And I, the more I read and the more I learn about it, the more I'm a little bit disappointed that I have not employed it in other seasons. So hmm. because it's not so talked about, let's get everybody's thoughts. Like, what do you guys, when you think of the word fasting, what do you think about Immediately food. Immediately think of what? Food. Food. Fasting food. from food. Okay. Like that's like a, a word that's, I mean, right now, and you think about like the fitness culture and you think about like intermittent, intermittent, intermittent fasting, totally. and, um, which is quite popular right it's now. It's very trendy. Yeah. Right. So whenever I think of fasting, my mind automatically goes to like dieting. Mm. Right. Yeah. It's good. Yeah. I instantly think of stuff like that, like cutting all those kind of things. Yeah, I, I, I'm with you, Lee. Like, I immediately go to Lent. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, oh, yeah, 40 days, right? Like, yeah. we're, what am I not going to do for 40 days? As opposed to, like, a, like, truly out of the Wesleyan culture, you thought brought about Wesleyan culture, like, Wesley was all about fasting, like, mm-hmm. all the time. All the like, time, in yeah. different, mm-hmm. you know, like, he had traditional fasts that he would do and, and stretched it into all sorts of areas of his life. So, like, yeah. as Methodists, we think about it just being during that Lent time, but it was really, he was all about it all the time. Yeah, absolutely. I think of like a social media fast because mm-hmm. um, you know that many people um, and we even did it last Lent well not this past one but two Lents ago two Lents ago um, and then I think of like all the things that I've done for Lent um, so it was first like talked about to me at least that you can either take something away or add something on as long as it disrupts your daily like lifestyle mm. I like that word, disrupts. That's good. Um, and so it's not, and it's, so it's something to like kind of disrupt and kind of knock you back into place. Um, so I've made it a point, especially in like seminary and like college to do something like kind of crazy. Um, so like one year, like I slept without a pillow, like I gave up all pillows. Um, like another year I gave up all you, ut- like the first year Sean and I were dating, I had given up utensils for Lent. And so besides cooking, like I couldn't use utensils to Interesting. Yeah, eat. What about chopsticks? What was the purpose of that? Um, so every time that I thought, like every time like I ate, I was without something, but I wasn't without food. I wasn't without like those sorts of things. So I didn't take away the necessary, but instead I took away the things that made things so much easier. And Mm. so it was something like disrupt every time. So I was like, okay, like how do I, (laughs) one of my favorite ones, um, is during a CYMT retreat, we had lasagna. And so I had to figure out how to like eat lasagna without one making a mess and so huh. it, it calmed like it like took me back and so I wasn't just sitting all I can picture gobbling. right now is Gray in his high chair eating lasagna yeah <laughs> that's what I'm picturing you as sitting in a high chair like yeah good <laughs> I love that yeah. yeah one year I gave up shoes inside 
And so I couldn't wear shoes inside anywhere. That was in college. Many people didn't like that one. Um, <laughs> so, so like you walked in the Target and like all of a sudden there yeah. were no shoes. It will walk in the Target and you, so you take off your shoes and like. I would Do they let them. you do that? Yeah, as long as it wasn't. Um, so I had to wear them in like a cafeteria. Now they college. probably wouldn't, but now they probably for sure wouldn't. Um, yeah, no shirt, no shoes. Me, you know, like I was strange. No problem. But it was really funny <laughs> to like disrupt a little bit. And so instead yeah. of thinking fasting of like just taking away, yeah. those are disruptive. Disrupt. You just disrupted my world a little bit. Thinking yeah. About, yeah. Like, how do I? I just I really like it. Like how soup? Do you eat any soup? I guess you oh, just sip it all of the bowls. Just drink oh, it. Yeah. That yeah. seems like an easier one. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, soup sandwiches and like pasta. Which I'm thinking about. So you think that's a utensil. Yeah. I, mean, I guess so. I like that word disruption. I think mm-hmm. we often do make the dis- like we think of fasting in terms of fitness and and certainly in terms of food. Um, like going without. And I think that that is what led to maybe making this a really misunderstood spiritual discipline. And I would like to just go on record as saying like, we're going to make, we're going to distinguish between that's not the fasting that we're talking about today. Certainly giving up food and the space for that. We see that even in scripture and like wandering the desert and things like that. I'm not saying that that's wrong, but really when we talk about fasting, we're talking about just a voluntary denial um, of things Richard Foster says, for the sake of intense spiritual activity. Mm. Mm. So the voluntary denial of things for, for the sake of intense spiritual activity. So we are doing it seeking something mm. spiritual. And oh, so... That's good. Okay, sorry, Leah. Just, no, 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 please. I what you said, because I've heard it like said that fasting um, as a, like looking at it from a diet, dietary stance is changing how you look. But um, fasting in the spiritual sense is changing how you see. Oh, that's good. Ow. Yeah. That'll preach. That's good. Deep. That's good. That is. Yeah. Um, so it really centers on spiritual uh, purposes. And the first thing we ever really hear about fasting in the New Testament is when Jesus is talking about um, what not to do when you're fasting, which is... Make it know, look like you're fasting. Exactly. <laughs> fasting is done. With humility. So it's born out of humility and not out of a desire to be seen, really. Right. Like, And I've also heard it said, like, not as a hunger strike. Mm. Right. Um, in the sense of, like, what hunger strike is, like, I'm going to I'm going to starve myself or not, maybe just not with, like, food or whatever, but I'm going to not do this until I get. Right. And so whether it's, like, when I think about fasting, it's, you know, for me personally, it's, like, thinking about a decision that's mm-hmm. got coming up, right? And sure. And I'm going to fast about it well. In a hunger strike mindset would be like, I'm going to, I'm on strike until I get, it's almost like demanding. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. God to be like, yeah. Answer. Right. I which I don't, that. which is not. That's seeking. Yeah. That seems really. Against the humility aspect. Of yeah. Right. And really self-seeking. Like, you, uh, like you use the word demanding of God. Um, I learned yeah. from my mom about fasting when. Our family was going through a hard time. Her and another teacher that she worked with would fast during the school day. And then at the end of the day, they would pray together. And then they would share a meal together. And that was the first time I experienced fasting um, was from my mom and seeing how she did it. And she ended it with prayer. And then they would share a meal. Um, But it was both teachers struggling with family issues. So they did that together. Yeah. Well, I think about just like, I remember I was talking to somebody years ago and we were talking about like a big decision coming up in life and career and and just like ministry paths and stuff like that. And I remember him saying like, I'm going to take a a weekend to fast about it. 
and I kind of like I kind of dug in like we came from different backgrounds and like kind of traditions like both Christian but just like different traditions and like I was like tell me about like what that looks like for you like what yeah. is that like and he was like well for me it's like clearing everything that is going to get in the way of me making thinking about something with God solely yeah. like so it's like I'm gonna get rid of any distraction that would be here that would get in the way of me thinking about money or success or anything like that like I'm gonna clear all of those things away so I can solely focus just on what God would think about me making a decision. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think that's what, when you talk about the demand, like this, where I'm going to stop doing this until I get an answer. It's less about demanding that God speak instead making room for you to hear the voice of God that is already Mm -hmm. moving and speaking and breathing. Um, And I love that idea of making room, like making room and, and less about sort of denial for your own, like your own self's sake, but mm-hmm. making room for the spirit to move um, and to speak. I think one thing that I've been challenged about like, when I'm thinking about, you know, spiritual disciplines or habits, that fasting is to be a habit and not like a just when. Totally. And I think that's that's where I've personally struggled. For me, it's mostly like a, a time in my life where I feel like I've either grown distant or I've got something big coming up that I need clarity and then you know I'm suddenly brought into a place of I need to I need to fast I need to you know whatever rather than it being just out of habit because fasting when you think about it really is just about dependence mm. yeah mm-hmm. and I feel like I we should be living in a constant state of dependence if that makes sense mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. rather than just when I need I think that that speaks to that fasting has to be fasting and prayer are inseparable it goes to that dependence factor that when we're hearing from the Lord and we're, we're constantly in tune with the spirit going, okay, I recognize that this thing that is distracting me from hearing or feeling or experiencing the spirit most closely um, so that I can be fully dependent and not be distracted by mm. X, Y, Z. That's good. So I'm wondering what, like, what tools that we can think about like for, for students um, yeah. that are listening, like thinking about ways in which they can fast daily um, and it not just being about like food and oftentimes it is and right? people yeah. you know may go a day without saying like i'm going to give up food today and the reasoning behind that is every time that my body craves or desires food it's to center me and to remind me right. of my need for god so that's the kind of like a centering thing but but oftentimes i mean it's it's hard to do that um it's hard to go without food so maybe it's like a every time that you're you know Every you, automatically you pick up your phone, right? So maybe it's every time that you pick up your phone or every time you open the app or every time that you, you know, you mindlessly do something that you're reminded in those moments that, that I need to I need to center myself. Um, I need to bring myself into a posture of of being with God. And so, or maybe it's just saying like, hey, for this period of time, I'm giving up blank. Yeah, right. I, I think uh, especially with students, like, you should start on what do you feel like you're most dependent on? Because mm-hmm. for most of us, I don't know if that answer is always number one God all of the time. Yeah. Um, and so sure. what are you most dependent on? Mm-hmm. Right. It's a good place to start. Yeah. Taking away that for, you know, 10 minutes a day or an hour, whatever. And making room with that and space. Make, yes. mm-hmm. Yeah. Making, what does that mean? And that doesn't mean you have to sit in your room with your hands open during that time. You know, <laughs> I mean, yeah, you, know, like you could listen to a worship song totally. or write in your journal or go for a walk. Go for a walk, yeah. Just take a deep breath, walk yeah. outside. Yeah. It doesn't have to be, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's good. That's Just really being intentional with your time. It's, yeah, that's really mm-hmm. good. 
what do you feel like are the things and if they're you know too deep for the podcast you certainly don't just say them but like what do you think for us like individually what are the things that we find ourselves most dependent on I would say the internet yeah whether it's looking at a recipe or checking other people's lives or something like that so the world wide web Mm -hmm. yeah the convenience of technology yeah, I, there got to be a point in quarantine for me where I felt like I was just constantly, like, it wouldn't even be a minute in between scrolling through Instagram, putting it down, to picking back up, scrolling right. through Instagram. I mean, it felt, it didn't feel life-giving to me, but I just, like, I didn't know what even to do with my hands. Like, I, it was just, like, so automatic, um, and it was so draining for me that I just decided for that week that I wasn't going to do social media between this time and this time. Right. You know, and right. That's good. Try, I mean, sometimes totally fail, but really try to stick with that, especially just to be attentive to my own family. Sometimes when they were getting on my nerves or I didn't want to actually be in conversation or community with them, I would turn to my phone. Right. And so I, I had to, to stop and mm-hmm. so that I could be present with them. I think also like I crave affirmation and collaboration and conversation sometimes. That sometimes, like, I feel like the spirit might be telling me to, like, fast from having something to say. Like, sometimes just not always needing to contribute, but just to be a listener participant of, you know, Mm -hmm. not to feel like I have to show up with an answer or, but just to be, just to hear from other people. Mm. Lee, to your point, it made me think, like, what am I most dependent on? I think I have to boil it down to, like, I'm dependent on being entertained in every moment. Mm. Oh, that's good. That's a good one, especially right now. It's almost like I want to fast from everything to learn to be grateful for the present. Yeah. Even sometimes, like, some one of my favorite times is, like, later in the evening, Carlisle's gone to bed, Jane Bradley's gone to bed. So it's like, oh, I just have time to sit and watch, like, mindless television. But sometimes I'm in that moment and I'm so like, I'm almost debilitated by like, what do I want to feel with this moment? You know, like, what am I going to do with this moment? And like, because I want to be, I want it to be the perfect entertainment for this time. And Mm -hmm. it's like, wipe all that way. Like, what if I took that time to just sit and be Mm -hmm. like, and, and wiped all of that away and, and replaced it with something more fruitful than watching, you know, fishing shows or, you know, whatever it may be. (laughs) Totally. Sounds, yeah. I was going to say, fishing shows sound boring. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I think does Adam echo that? Like, I just have the pressure for, like, efficiency to go, 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 and do, to do, and fill all the gaps and make everything happen. And, you know, I live a very Tetris life. Like, how do I fit everything in um, to make it a full day or a full experience? And sometimes it's just the removal of that pressure just to, like, be present. Mm. I I definitely depend, oh, sorry. I definitely depend on, like, being productive. Uh-huh. I think that's when like making bu- making lists to like tick them off and totally. almost like dependent on like just being useful or, mm. or doing something and so I think that that's like what I'm dependent on and something that like obviously needs a lot of attention I think yeah mm-hmm. totally I definitely say my, my privileges like what I have I'm very mm-hmm. dependent on like when my car was broken down and I didn't I like needed a ride and things like that I'm like learning to be like stepping back and being like oh wow this everything I have I'm very grateful for sure but like am I like thankful 
am I actually like thanking God for what I do have? I just feel like sometimes that's why like missions and service is sometimes what regrounds me personally. Sure. And just kind of like serving others and not being about myself. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's a really great point. I mean, I don't know that this is would align with anyone's theological understanding of fasting. So I could be totally speaking out of line, but really service, like when you're going and serving on our mission trips or, you know, participating in, you know, Second Harvest or One Gen Away, like the giving of your time when you would normally be playing Xbox or you would normally right. be in a basketball game or you would normally whatever, like you're giving that up to make room to care for someone else, right. to, you know. So I think there's probably ways in our own lives we don't even recognize, yeah. you know, or our comfort on a mission trip. Do you remember that mission trip we went on, Adam, to New Orleans, and we literally slept on, well, y'all didn't, but the girls slept on, like, medical cots that yeah. we had to, like, set up ourselves. And yeah, yeah. Just to, when I think about giving up my comfort, that trip always comes to mind. I always, yeah. I When yeah. I went to Nicaragua for a summer, I always think about, like, air conditioning and my sleeping arrangements and I shared a bathroom with boys and yeah. just like ew. that whole lifestyle I try and bring myself back to did you say ew? yeah yeah, it was yeah. <laughs> but I try and bring myself back to like how I lived there and it was very simple and yeah just being just remembering that yeah which I'm just lucky to have that experience so if people can have that kind of service or experience in that way it's really good yeah, and I think this just speaks to how we talked about in the very beginning when we introduced spiritual disciplines is they are so similar and they go hand in hand with each other, right? Because fasting goes hand in hand with solitude and the discipline of prayer and the discipline of service, which we just talked about, and the discipline of simplicity, which you just spoke about, yeah. you know, when everything was just so simple. So the, that's the importance of like, you know, all of these disciplines exist together. Mm-hmm. And so there's not one that we pick out and harp on. Like we do all of these things sort of, we try to do them harmoniously. Um, so we've talked a lot about like fasting yields gratitude in our lives. It seems to be a, a thing. Like when we make room, we seem to come out of a season of fasting with gratitude. Like what else do you feel like you have yielded personally from a time of fasting? Like did you, Derek, come away with an answer that you needed or... I always come away with how much I don't need, Mm -hmm. you know, the needs and wants basis of like, I I don't actually need this. Like, yes, I want it, but I don't need, you know, 12,000 (laughs) t-shirts. I really only need like four or five in a week Mm. and I have a washing machine and I can wash them. And so like, I don't need as much as I think I do. Mm. Mm, That's good. Yeah. I can think about one time specifically fasting and it was... Um, to receive clarity Mm. Um, and I guess it was kind of like a I think I was almost like demanding Mm -hmm. God Um, and it was before I moved to America and it was like before I made that decision and I think that was like one of the biggest decisions personally for me that I've had to make and so I remember for like two weeks just setting aside like time to and it wasn't like uh, I didn't do like a food fast. I, I literally just any kind of distractions. I just kind of gave up and really sought sought God um, for that time and um, really did receive clarity. But I now looking back on it, like my going into it was very much a a demanding of God, and I'm gonna, mm-hmm. you know, I, I need to hear you. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and God did answer, um, but I think that I kind of went in with a selfish mindset for that. But I think when you make room. And you admit, like, Lord, I'm coming to you and I desperately need this answer. And I recognize, like, 
it's really self-seeking. But right. I think that when you make room, like, I think the Lord does speak. I think the Lord is, I think he hears our, that's why prayer and that goes hand in hand, right? Is because like God does hear the, the cry of our hearts and like meets us in that place. Um, yeah, I was just about to say, isn't it awesome that the Holy Spirit like intercedes on our behalf? Because most oh, of absolutely. our like prayers and stuff are very selfish. Oh, totally. Oh, yeah. And so like, I'm just so thankful that the Holy Spirit is like, uh, yeah, I got, but I'm I got to filter you. that out. I, this I, is I, what I got I'm you. Like. Yeah. <laughs> and I think like with fasting, I think God's whole desire with it is that, that we would develop like a hunger, mm. which mm. sounds weird, like I guess with fasting, mm. but like yeah. develop a hunger or like a dependence. And I'm brought back to the scripture and I think it's like Luke six or somewhere, but it like, blessed are those who hunger, hunger and thirst. you will be satisfied. Yeah. And I think, I think that that's God's desire in, in this discipline is that it would develop like a constant like nudge, a constant urge to like seek God, not just when we need, but like going back to of like it becoming habitual. Um, I think that's why it's so synonymous with food, right? Because when right. we do without it, we feel these like hunger pains right. and these right. groans and these longings to be filled up, you know, I think it, um, I think to speak back to food, certainly that is a way to fast and, and a great way to fast because it does center our bodies, like uh, gives us a reminder that our bodies are a temple and a gift. And so we kind of allow our bodies to be detoxed. Derek used the word centered and recentered, like, mm. you know, on, on, on who God is. It gives us a new desire for God. Um, I think a deeper praise. And yeah. we've talked about just having a, a deeper sensitivity to God's voice. Right. Like a, under, a better understanding of of God's voice in it, and an ear that is more attuned to when God is speaking, and just new satisfaction, um, and a reminder, just like Kate said, like what am I dependent on, and to give that up so that I might again find my dependence on Christ. So, fasting is pretty layered and pretty complex, and this is a very, we gave a pretty simplified um, understanding, sure. but we do recognize it as a discipline that isn't often talked about. I don't think in seven going on eight years here that I've ever talked about fasting in a sermon or a Sunday school lesson or anything. Yeah. Maybe you'll have, but, um, it's important. And I think if we could walk with you, um, in a season of saying, look, I've, I'm recognizing, like I'm, I'm longing to be deeper connected. Like this might be a way for you to do that. Right. Um, and we make ourselves available to, to maybe not have the answers on how to do it, but to walk alongside you as you learn. Um, so, and to give yourself grace, if you absolutely I would say a lot of the times when I fast, it's very mindless. So like, even like I'm learning, I, I wouldn't say I'm a good faster Pro. or anything like that. <laughs> and I think that's, that's just part of my spiritual walk. Like I'm still learning and growing totally. in who I am. And so if that's how you feel like that's okay. Yeah. We've all absolutely, I think we've all admitted like we've got room to grow yeah. in this specific area. And so, yeah, if you're wanting to learn more about it, we'd love to to jump in with you there. But we recognize this, this is really important, and and like we said, it it um it is married. It definitely hold hand, holds hands with the next sort of discipline that we're heading into, which is solitude and simplicity and service as outward outward disciplines. So that's where we're headed in our next podcast. And um, thanks for hanging in on this one. And uh, yeah, we hope you'll join us for the next round. Hey y'all, do you like what you hear? Do you not like what you hear? Uh, do you not even care what you hear? Either way, if you could give us a five-star review on iTunes or Spotify or wherever you're listening to this podcast, that would be so great because we want to become famous. Okay, thanks, bye.
right, so for our game today, um, we have borrowed this off of um, a radio show. So we're going to do about 10 to 12, um, and right now I have easy trivia questions for kids. So I looked up some like easy questions, and I was like, well, I don't know half of these. So I decided to go for the kids one. Okay. Those might be Are we easier. smarter than? Are we smarter than kids? Are we smarter than children? And some of these, I'm like, well, I don't know if I know this. Um, yeah. It doesn't matter. Uh, so, but um, okay. in order for our students and our listeners to hear and know who has the answer, or has the floor, um, I would like for each of us to come up with a buzzer sound. <sighs> Wiki wiki. Uh huh. Exactly. Lee. <laughs> oh, wow. <That's> fine. <laughs> so every time Lee wants to answer a question, we I don't so know if I can re- remake that, that one. one. Okay. Uh, well, you wiki wiki. have to do that one, but okay. Does that make sense? Yes. Can I do? Hee haw. That was going to be my other one. My yes. So Adams is that quite fitting for you? Okay. We have Lisa. Mason, what's yours? Auga. Oh. <laughs> Said with such gusto. Yeah. Exciting. Oh gosh. Meh. That's that's <laughs> Hoops is hoops is oh gosh. Yeah, you said it. Oh yeah, gosh. That's what that's what it is. Um okay. So we'll go around and make sure everyone knows their sound. So Derek, yours is Meh. Lee. Usually wiki wiki. I forgot. Said with the biggest question mark on her face. Wiki wiki. Hoops. Oh gosh. Hee haw. Mason. Auga. Okay. So for um, those playing along at home, if you want to go ahead and make up your own sound, you're welcome to do that. So for our first question, which I didn't, I don't know if I knew that. Um, I'm sure someone in here will. Which city was the Titanic launched? Hee haw. Ooh. What, what do we think, Adam or Derek? I think just being the only one with headphones, I think Derek was first. Okay. Belfast. Belfast. Ding, ding, ding. Of course he knew that I was going to say Philadelphia. <laughs> I was going to say, I, 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 yeah, say? say, like, New York. I was going to say London, because it was going yeah. to New York. No, it was built yeah, in Belfast. The, yeah, it was the, headed the, to the, Americas. Yeah. The big uh Philadelphia the big even a port city. Belfast. Is it... E- that's so nope. cool. No idea. Very and then it set sail down to Cork, and then Cork was when it headed off to the U.S. Oh, I mean, well, look at him. Who knew okay. that Derek knew so much yeah. Titanic? Titanic, so Titanic cool. historian. Okay. This is kids? Uh, it's because I went to college in Belfast. Yeah. Uh, well. This is kids' version? Uh-huh. That was question number one. Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, good. Um, so, Mason, with you're the only one with the headphones, would you help me figure out who was first? Yes. Um, I mean, okay. I can still play the game, though, right? Correct. Okay. Question number two. What does the white dove symbolize? Yeah. I, mean, wing, 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 wing. I forgot mine. Give <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that to Adam since uh, yeah, we've forgotten our buzzer. That was Adam for sure. Peace. Peace. That was, that was <sighs> an easy Nailed one. it. Um, okay. Question number three. What is the first letter of the Greek alphabet? Awuga. Bing, bing. Mason. <laughs> it's alpha, right? Alpha. Yeah, yeah alpha. <laughs> I, I, I got nervous for a second. I was like, oh, crap. That time I said bing, bing. I don't think Remind Lee or Please noise. make it up sounds. <laughs> okay, if you're if you're on Lee's team, then you know, whatever you can come just, up with. Just know her voice. <laughs> uh, okay, who is the largest land animal? Hee Yes. Hippo. Incorrect. Oh gosh. Land animal. <laughs> Giraffe. No. Man. Are we saying largest is in like height, weight? I, I'm saying largest. Land, so it is on land. Ding ding. I mean, wiki wiki. <laughs> Rhino. What? Rhino. No. It's not the a largest giraffe. land animal. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh gosh, elephant. The elephant. 
Dang, what a ding dong. I was about to say a whale. <laughs> yeah, that was that was my issue too. I was thinking a whale. That's, that's a fish. But a whale is the largest the mammal. That's the water. But okay. land oh, animal. Oh. <laughs> oh, gosh. Hannah, Hippos every, are on and off. Water. Every time, that's true. Every time you say, "Oh gosh," I think like, <laughs> like Hannah, just say your say your your thing so you can answer it. <laughs> <laughs> then that is your thing. That's right. All right, all right, all right. From what language did the word ketchup come? Yes, I. Italian. This donkey's getting fast. German? No. Ding dong. I mean, wiki wiki. (laughs) Chinese. 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 You're right. Really? Ketchup. Y'all don't know anything. Ketchup. Ketchup. You love ketchup. Ketchup. I despise ketchup. This is kids trivia, and I looked through these, and I was like, I didn't. I don't think I have. I've never seen you eat ketchup. I just wondered. Geniuses. (laughs) All right. What is the most common garden insect? A wooga. Yes. A bee. No. Wiki wiki. Inchworm. No. Is that an insect? Oh gosh. I don't. Yes. Ant. Ant. Oh, oh, that was my second answer. Ant. Dang it. Look at that me was, going. Well, it's a worm. Uh, but an insect. I don't, I don't think a worm is an insect. Does it have its own category? Yeah. The worm. It's, it's in its own one. genus or species, I think. Okay. Yeah. Whichever one is correct. Um, <laughs> this one's really easy. Um, what is the opposite of dark? Ooga. Wiki. Oh goodness. I didn't even say anything. <laughs> this one, Adam didn't buzz in. <laughs> yeah, I didn't. So. It was not me. I don't. Uh, Adam, me. help me out. Who do you think? I mean, it's probably me. Oh, Fine, go ahead, please. Surely. What's the question? <laughs> oh my God. No, can't okay. repeat question. Qualified. Light. 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 So we're moving on to two or three sports. Yes. Oh, oh I'm probably going to nail these. Uh, yeah, that's what I thought. Uh huh. What is the world's most popular spectator sport? Oh, yes, Adam. Soccer. Incorrect. Abuga. What? Yes, Mason. NASCAR. Auto racing. Yeah. Wow. wow. Let's go. World's most popular. That's I. I didn't know that. So. NASCAR. Wait, I have a fun NASCAR. fact. <laughs> yes. Fun fact about NASCAR. My dad grew up next to NASCAR owners, and they came over one day and asked my grandfather hey, would you be interested in this investment? It's called NASCAR. And he said, mm, too risky. Ooh, man, you could have been NASCAR. Yikes, family. you wouldn't be here right now. Yeah, <laughs> you missed out on you a fortune. You missed out on <laughs> quite a life, so, I bet. Which sport used the word pack. home run first? Oh. Yes. <laughs> yes, dear? Oh, did you say first? Mm-hmm. Oh, well, it's probably not baseball then. We can use softball. Nope. Cricket. Yes, Mason? What? Kick. Oh, gosh. Mason says cricket. Oh, too late. No, it is cricket. <laughs> I met first, but then you got it wrong. Um, no, and then I, I, no, I didn't say the answer. I said, oh, it's probably not baseball. Oh, I met first. <laughs> Wait, so cricket has home run? Yeah. It's an older sport. I don't really. Isn't that yeah, crazy? Okay. Again, these are kids' questions, and I'm yeah. like, I oh. um, Okay. These are for genius kids. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, which sport uses the biggest pitch or field in Awooga. terms of area? Yes, Mason. What? Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, soccer. Yes. Rugby. No. What? Oh, gosh. That was my answer. That's what Derek was going to say. I'm next. Australian rules. Huh? No. What is it? Wiki wiki golf. No, no. I was next. <laughs> Football. Um, the biggest pitcher left field is polo. Uh, oh, wait, I thought you just meant like the biggest horses. field. Yeah, the horse has got to go somewhere. Four I acres. seriously doubt it. I, I don't think, but is a golf course considered a, a it's pitch? A, it's not a pitch. It's not considered a field. Mm. Okay. It's a course. It's a course. Okay, we'll move on go, to the... Let's go out to the, the golf field. Okay. <laughs> the golf field. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, what color is chlorophyll? Ding dong. Uh, Lee. Uh, green. Correct. That was a good guess. <laughs> she guessed. She I knew that. She did not. You could see it in her eyes. Oh, man. Um, okay. In which city is the Cathedral of Notre Dame? Wooga. Uh, yes, Mason. Paris. <laughs> Paris. That's what I was going to say. Correct. I've been there. Good job. I think that's Michigan. Um, some of the other ones, hot contenders. Um, and what date did Osama bin Laden's uh, organization attack America? Awoo. 9-11? 9-11. Oh, just didn't do your tiki wiki. <laughs> wiki wiki tiki tiki um, ding dong. Who painted the all scream? Those. Oh, uh, Wooga. Yes, Mason. Vincent Van Gogh. Uh, oh, oh no, it, no, it wasn't him. Who painted the what? The, sc- it's the a scream. Painting. So it's like a da Vinci with this guy going. Oh yeah, okay. Da Vinci. Monet. No, no. Did you say Da Vinci. <laughs> <laughs> what did you say? She's so just guessing, artist. Bob Ross. Banksy. <laughs> Banksy. Banksy. <laughs> did she? Did she say Monet? Yes, correct. So it's not. But it does start with an M. <laughs> Michelangelo. Mm-mm. Where's Montserrat? That's a. Edward Munich. Munich. That's what I was gonna say. Next. Yeah, yeah, that was. Totally I knew nothing about art. He's my fourth favorite painter. So. Fourth. You know. Um. Yeah. So there, there. If you ever look up kids trivia, just um, know it's gonna be hard. Yeah. Um, yeah. We had to. We struggled on some of those guys. So who won? Uh, yeah, I'm gonna have to say no. Derek. Are you well, sure not I, Adam? We, Adam Ehon a lot. <laughs> okay, that doesn't mean he actually won. <laughs> yeah. I think I won on like when I wanted to hee-haw quickly, I did. Oh yeah, yeah. He got every... that donkey got fast. <laughs> His buzzer was real fast. I mean, if you're listening to this podcast, you know who won because we didn't keep tally. So yeah, you let us know. You let actually us know. won that round. Yeah. Okay, and as we wrap up our podcast, great game, Kate. Thank you for that. Uh, what is one thing you learned today? Quickly, as we move around the circle. I learned that Derek knows way more about the Titanic than I would have ever expected. <laughs> totally. Mm-hmm. It was a big boat. It's a, it's a big boat. <laughs> big, big boat. As I learned that Lee is guessing at... a shrimp and boat? No. Good at guessing at trivia games. <laughs> Great. I'm knowledgeable hoops. Thank you. I learned that Mason only has one real guitar. That's what I was going to say. Oh, man. Well, That's I said good. it first. One guitar. Let's go with something else. <laughs> yeah, that's re- that is actually surprising yeah. to me. I think I've learned... I, I think I've learned that I just have a lot of work to do, like with in regards to fasting. Like, mm, I think that, mm, I honestly, agree. I'm not good at it, and I think even just talking about it today is almost like a like a a wake up. Mm. I think it's just like reorienting for me, like just studying it and talking about it. Like it's reorienting that it's not like a bad or scary thing. Like it's a mm. good and fruitful thing. Mm-hmm. I can see that. Yeah. Anybody else? Jones. I oh, said you said the Titanic. Yeah. Hoopy, what'd you learn? I said mine about Lee. Oh, right. That I'm super good at trivia. That super she talented. is good at Very guessing. Yeah. And she didn't like ketchup. Thanks for joining us for <laughs> this episode of To the Table. We'll see you next week. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. If you've enjoyed To The Table, be sure to subscribe to keep up with us and to never miss an episode. Our hosts are Lee French, Adam Jones, Kate McKnight, Derek Walker, Hannah DeFada, and me, Mason Cavanis. Produced and recorded by Mason Cavanis and executive produced by Lee French. Mixed and edited by John Provost and music by Springkin. 
To the Table is a podcast from Brentwood United Methodist Church in Brentwood, Tennessee.